What's up, Military Millionaires? I'm your host, David Perret. Today we had an exciting episode with Joe Ranola where we talk about everything. So Joe is a New York City police officer, a real estate agent, a life insurance agent, a real estate investor. He's got a new, big new company coming out uh, called Blue Wealth, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but we really wanted to, what we wanted to do was a very unique episode. So this is part one where Joe and I are talking about everything he's doing and how busy he is and his hustles. And then we're going to do a part two and maybe a part three where we show where all the work paid off because there's this overnight success concept where people see someone just blew up overnight, but they don't get to see and document all of the hard work along the way. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to showcase that for you so that you could see everything that this guy is putting in so that as he grows and as he balloons into this, quote, overnight success, we can go back and say, well, this is what he was doing and this is how he did it because that's the part that people really want to see. So if this is your first time listening, thanks for joining the community. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. Show notes are found at militarytomillionaire.com slash podcast. Now relax and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dave from Military to Millionaire. I am here with Joe Ranola. So Joe and I got uh, hooked up on Instagram, and he reached out. We were talking. Uh, Joe is a police officer in New York City, and it is New York City, right? Yeah. I didn't even confirm that before. I, I was so confident that I didn't ask, and then I second-guessed myself. I should just not second-guess myself. Uh, yes, New York so City. police officer in New York City with a bunch of side hustles, and we were just going to kind of talk through uh, his investment journey, his side hustle journey, and how he's balancing everything, and really just hear his story. So Joe, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Um, really, thank you for having me. I've been following you for a while, actually, since I first heard you on one of the Bigger Pockets podcasts. Um, and I, you know, you really are, you're very interactive with all your followers, which is awesome. I mean, you've responded to all of my Instagram DMs. You followed me back on LinkedIn. We spoke there. You like my Instagram pictures. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm on this podcast because, you know, I reached out and commented on a picture of you. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for being, you know, approachable and everything. It's, it's, it's very cool. So, um, yeah, it's actually the first podcast I'm, I've ever been on too. So Hell pretty yeah. cool. That's exciting. So, uh. Yeah, so I'm Joe. I'm 27 years old. I'm from New York, and I do a million things. I'm trying to finally get to that level of financial freedom, you know, that will let my future family and I do what we want when we want, you know. So I'll give you a brief rundown of all of my craziness, and uh, we can, you know, talk more in depth about whatever you'd like. Awesome. So first and foremost, I am an active police officer. Uh, takes up a huge amount of time. There is zero consistency. It's long hours. I mean, that has to be my biggest obstacle, I feel, for my success. There's, there's just no consistency. So, you know, maybe today I, I was supposed to do a day tour, right? So I think I'll be free at nighttime. So I start to schedule everything for night. And then all of a sudden we get a call that, oh, actually, there's probably going to be a shooting tonight. So, you know, we got to change our tour. Instead, you'll come in at 9 p.m. and we're going to hang out in the alleged area. We'll be proactive and stopping it from happening. You know what I mean? So now it's like my whole day's flipped. And then, you know, on the flip side, maybe tomorrow I'm supposed to go in at nighttime, but then I get a call. Hey, come in tomorrow 4 a.m. We're doing a search warrant. It's just, it's, it's insane. So 
you know, I, I can't do things like the miracle morning where you have to set a regimen of, of waking up at this time, exercising at this time, reading, which I, I would love to do. You know, that's the kind of stuff I want to get into. I want to have that, that nice regiment in the morning, but it's just, it's, it's, it's so tough with the, the zero consistency. So, you know, I, I feel like that's a little obstacle um, in my success. But not to mention that most days are, are well, well past eight hours. I mean, you know, I'd say 12 to 14 hours a day at my police job is, is more like the average. And sometimes it's even double that. Um, I was going to say, know, don't get we were, me wrong. We were yeah. going to talk a few days ago and uh, it was like New Year's Eve and I didn't even think about it. And I was like, oh yeah, you're going to be at work all night. <laughs> we started at 9.45 in the morning and I got home at like 3.30 in the morning, I think. Ugh. Torrential downpour. We're all standing out there. Just no, <laughs> no cover. I got home like my undershirt was soaked and I had like 30 layers of things on top of that. It's just, <laughs> oh God, insane. But you know, it's at the same time, it really is one of the best jobs I, I could ever, it has to be one of the best jobs in the world. I mean, it's just, it's so exciting. It's so, it's just so different. I mean, every day, you know, yeah, no consistency, you know, none of that, but it also you never know what you're going to be doing today. You know, it's not the same sitting at a desk for nine hours or whatever. You get your little lunch break. You can go, you know, it's, it's, it's just craziness. So that's also another thing. Um, a lot of people on the path to financial freedom, they have the eventual goal of like leaving their job uh, somewhat soon. I, I would say I actually, I want to stay. Um, you know, I, I do want to continue to, uh, I work very hard at this job too. I'm, I'm not just like, here just as like a plant but i'm working hard on all my other stuff i act i work very hard at work also um i just got into a specialized unit so you know there's there's a lot of things happening here and i'm only looking to go further and further and further so you know i do want to stay here for the time being i mean you know if i start making my millions on the side i'll <laughs> have to re you know i have to rethink everything but as of now i i you know i want to keep working hard going far here and keep working hard on my on my side things you know yeah so, so that's police. Uh, next up, I got my real estate license last year. So yeah. I'm actively trying to, yeah, you know, you know, real estate, you know, want to get into investing and all that stuff. Um, so I'm actively trying to build on that business when I'm not working, which again is often. So it's, it's a little difficult, but um, there were two main reasons I went for that. Uh, first one was to make side money. Because, listen, as much as I love the police department, you know, I don't make enough for the lifestyle that I want and to be able to get the investments that I want, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, you could sell a house and make a ten, fifteen thousand dollars commission. I can go, you know, I, I could maybe get a house, you know, get myself a, an investment property or something. Or exactly. That could be a big chunk towards the down payment, you know? Yeah. So, you know, just for, that was my pretty much my main reason. Second reason was to actually learn the whole real estate business for real estate investing because I do want to become a real estate investor. Um, I, you know, once I got the license and I, I got involved in, in real estate, I, I am noticing it is two very different things. Um, a lot of the things I'm learning in real estate aren't really applicable to the investment side, but you know, I am this year, actually, I'm looking to become a specialist in getting multifamily listings and selling multifamilies. So I feel like that will at least put me around investors more so. And, and that whole mindset a lot more, which will kind of, you know, maybe it'll kill two birds with one stone, like I was hoping. Um, this year with real estate, I'm trying to come out with like content, content, content. You know, I'm actually currently writing an ebook. It's like a, it's like a quirky take on the frustrations of living in Staten Island. 
yeah, yeah. we're a borough of New York City. You know, there's five boroughs. We're one of them. But we're always treated like the uh, like the runt of the of the pack. You know, it's like it, everyone in New York City is getting this, uh, except Staten Island. You know, it's just it's just <laughs> time and time again we we get screwed out of everything. Everything that's supposed to happen here never happens. It's it, it's, it's laughable. You're like the Marine Corps. Yeah. Okay. So you know, it's just um, it's going to be like a quirky thing on that. But then at the same time, it's going to be packed with information on buying, selling your house, dealing with multifamilies, financial planning. You know, I, I'm going to have all that stuff in there too. Um, so the point of that is all of my subscribers will get it for free once it's published. And, you know, I'm going to really market it, get it out there. So hopefully I get a lot of subscribers in my real estate newsletter and all that, you know. Um, I actually wrote about like, what was it? I think 14,000 or 15,000 pages in a week. Uh, not pages, words. Saying, holy smokes. I mean, that's still, that's still impressive. Most of my blog posts are like 1,500 to 3,000 words and it, I don't, I don't, you know, that'll be like a day or two of writing and editing. So 14,000 sure. is a lot. Yeah. I just started, once I started writing, I, that was always my favorite subject in school, like, you know, English and, and writing and all that. I, I would always grade higher in those classes than anything else. Um, so I don't know. Once I started writing, I just, I couldn't stop. So I, I think I, I Googled it. Like how many pages in a book is 14,000 words. I think I'm at like 20 something, maybe 26 pages. You know, it's going to be a quick free ebook. So I'm looking to go maybe, you know, maybe 35, 40 pages, something like that. So I'm, I'm almost there. Maybe within a month or so I should have it hopefully out and ready to go. That's awesome. Uh, then I can call myself an author. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, that's really cool. Yeah. It's just a cool thing. I, I, I downloaded your, uh, the first term wealth. My, my cool. first attempt at writing it's not nearly that long no no but it was cool i like the pictures and everything it's good it's good very good appreciate it so um the book i i, I did that in the first week i wrote the fourteen thousand or so words uh it slowed down the last couple of days because you know i'm working around the clock but you know i'll have it done soon um i'm also brainstorming up like a, a youtube channel i'd like to create you know kind of like like your videos just quick little things in there you know little tidbits but you know it's 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 good content it's good someone could sit there and listen for three to five minutes and you learn something you know it's so i'm yeah. looking to do that um i had actually just listened to a book on audible uh it's called sell it like sir hant i think it's from ryan sir hant he's on like uh one of those you know million dollar listings one of those shows uh it was actually very very entertaining and as far as for like the real estate side, it's, it's really fun to listen to. You actually learn a lot of stuff. Um, what I do is when I listen to an audible, I have the notes open on my, on my iPhone and I just like, you know, I, I, I write down anything good. I have like a separate folder for each book and I wrote down a lot for that book. It, he really, uh, it was pretty good. And he really got me into this content thing. You know, he's always hmm. doing his videos and this and that. It was, it, it was very good. <clears throat> so, um, I've been trying to come up with the ideas for the vlog uh, I already have my video guy. I just got to make the ideas come to fruition. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And actually this week, I probably, I think it was like three days ago. I just actually hired a virtual assistant for the real estate thing. I need to which do was, that. It was, it's pretty <clears throat> cool. I, I, it's like, I have this guy emailing me like, Hey Joe. So, all right, listen, today I'm going to do this. And it's, it's, it's awesome actually. So I went on upwork.com and yeah, check it out. Upwork.com. You actually, um, you could do like a job posting. I, I typed out this whole thing, you know, I, I don't know. It was like 10 paragraphs of like what I would like and what I need and what I got going on and, and this and that. And I figured, all right, you know, we'll see. And 
I woke up the next morning. I had like 15 people requesting to, to do it. And then uh, this, that day I got like another 10, another 10. I keep, I keep getting emails that people are still applying, but you know, so I, I, I weeded through a lot and there were a lot of, a lot of very good, you know, seemingly very good people that applied for it. I just, you know, I, I, I weeded it out down to uh, this one guy, Ryan. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it goes well. He just, cause see, my thing is because I'm so busy with everything. I can't do like lead generation and, and call expired listings and, and stuff like that. So I figured, you know, if I could pay this guy for, for now, you know, maybe three hours a week, something like that. And that's three hours of this guy just hitting the phone, hitting the phone, hitting the phone. You know, if that can get me a listing in, in a month or two months, or even if it takes, you know, six months to get me a listing, you know, Hey, then you got a listing. It's nice. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'll see how that goes. Uh, like I said, he only worked, uh, I think Friday was his first day. So, you know, this will be my first full week for that. So see how it goes. You know, I'm going to keep it going for a couple months at least. Um, and, you know, like like the those guys on your, the couple that was on your podcast recently. Uh, listen, if it's money lost, it's it's tuition, you know? Yep. I like that. that. That's how I look at everything now. My friend, we were in Atlantic City for uh, my sister-in-law's 21st birthday uh, on Saturday. And my friend lost a lot of money gambling. So I said, you know what? It, it, you know, it stinks, but that's gambling tuition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why you don't play that game. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, I didn't, I didn't lose anything. But I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. I like that. You said you're going to test them out for a few months. I just yeah. want to key in on that because a lot of people would, you know, if, it, if you didn't get a listing in the first couple of weeks, it, it would might be tempting to be like, Ooh, this didn't work. I tried it. Um, and that's not the reality. It stuff takes time. And if you don't, you know, if you don't give it time, so that's, that's a good mentality to have. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was even, I had a conversation with myself about that. I was like, you know, cause I could see, you know, when the money's coming out of the checking account week after week after week and there's no, uh, you know, there's nothing coming from that. It, 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 I figured it could get a little tough, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just going to stay the course because at, 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 you know, at the end of the day, you don't get a listing from calling someone once or twice, you know, most of the time you really got to you know, get out there and, and reach out and reach. You got to call a thousand people to maybe have, you know, five entertain you with the conversation and maybe you'll get one listing out of that, you know? So, you know, it'll take them a, a few months probably. So exactly. You just gotta, you gotta stick with it. Um, you know, there will be light at the end of the tunnel eventually, hopefully, yep. usually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's real estate. Um, next up, I, I also got my life insurance license last year. Weird, but uh, so actually, I hooked up with a retired lieutenant and his partner who were financial planners. I sat down with them originally just to make sure that I'm doing the right thing with all of my investments, my 457K, stocks, et cetera. Um, and it turns out we just, we kind of clicked right off the bat and uh, you know, I ended up on their team. So it, it's the three of us. Um, we're actually starting a huge thing that I wholeheartedly believe in. Uh, I'll plug it later. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get a little bit deeper into it later so people could check it out if, if anyone's interested. But the basic premise is that, you know, just going out throughout life, I mean, a lot of cops just from working with them and people in general, you, you don't know much about your money, your retirement, your investments, you know, et cetera. So we have a thing called deferred comp, you know, deferred compensation. I mean, pretty much everyone has it, but so you just put away, put away, put away, you know, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I'll put 10% of my paycheck in there, 12% or whatever you feel accomplished, you know, yeah, 12% of my paycheck's going into this, but but what are you putting away in, you know, are you, are you putting in the right funds? Are you protected as much as possible for the next downturn? Yeah. You know, do you have other investment and, you know, do you have other investments to supplement your beloved deferred comp, you know, and, and with a job like this, 
where you're running towards gunshots while the rest of the world runs away and you know you see so much death and tragedy and and you work until 6 a.m only to go home shower come back at 8 a.m to work another 12 hours you deserve to retire from that when it's time and not have to get a second job or worry about money or your investments running out so that's exactly what we're looking to help our fellow cops out with and like i said anybody i mean you know anybody could benefit from this because even even uh, you know a regular a civilian job i mean you don't want to work till you're 65 and then you realize wow i still gotta actually go like another 10 years if i want to you know what i mean who, who wants to do that so i'll talk about that after we go through the rest got two more points to hit on i like it so, um the other thing is it has to do with real estate as well uh i am an aspiring real estate investor uh bigger pockets pro i'm a pro member yeah i just invested that uh, i've invested in that this year and it really is it really is awesome um, like you said in one of your YouTube videos, just having that blue circle with the pro opens doors, man, opens doors to conversations. And, you know, people realize that All right, you got some skin in the game, you know, you, you, you know, you might be a little more, uh, apt to following through with this and such. Not that someone who isn't pro wouldn't, but it's just, you know, it just shows you got some, that's some skin in the game, you know? It's, so I, it's the same subconscious thing that makes us click up in high school and everything else, right? If you see someone that's like you and you're just drawn to them, you know, it's, it's humankind and people don't like it, but it's the reality. That's how humans operate. Absolutely. So, uh, and plus I keep messing around with that. I love that rental calculator. Oh yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I'm still, I, I, I try to do, three to five properties per week. Um, I just got the bigger pockets, you know, the 90 days of intention journal. So, you know, I'll, that's one of my goals, three to five or so a week. Uh, I got four last week. So, you know, I'm just, I, I want to keep analyzing, analyzing, analyzing until I could, you know, do it like, you know, no issue. I know what I'm looking at. Cause the biggest thing when I first started analyzing the properties was, all right, I got these numbers, but what, what does it mean? Is it good? Is it not good? You know, would it be worth it getting into this? You know, I mean, and that's, that's the scariest thing, especially when it's your first property, you know, uh, getting the wrong property the first time around, it could be detrimental to your real estate investing. I mean, you know, who would want to go forward after that huge loss, or, you know? So that first one is just scary to, uh, to get it correctly. Some, you know, it doesn't have to be a home run, but just something that's cash flowing a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, not a nightmare, you know? Yeah. So that's what I'm going for. Um, not to put you on the spot, but you should do some videos of you analyzing properties with the calculator. If you ever get the time, you ever get the chance, you know, do it. That'd be a cool video for you to do just so we could see someone who actually is a legitimate real estate investor with a bunch of properties, et cetera, et cetera. It would be awesome to watch you do it, you know, watch, see what you put in, in these certain, you know, the, the growth and this and that. I want to see, you know, what a pro puts it, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know no? if I call myself a pro, but... <laughs> Um, but I, I actually, that's a cool idea. So I did like a analysis Wednesday segment on my YouTube channel for a little bit, but all I really did was talk about like formulas. I didn't, I think I kind of walked through like one property, but it was super basic. I didn't do, okay. so I'm, I might have to touch that again. Cause I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Cause you know, it's, it's something that a lot of us, uh, a lot of us new guys that don't have the property, we don't have that first property or anything yet. You know, I would just like to see someone do it who is out there doing it. You know what I mean? you know, learn something. So that'd be cool. Um, and then, you know, my biggest thing right now, I guess is I'm, I'm trying to find like a city or town or whatever to invest in. Um, you know, I'd like the first one since it's my first property again, I'd like it to be somewhat near me just 
you know, I know uh, David Green's, I didn't read his book yet. I, I bought it. I just didn't get around to it yet. I will be soon. But, you know, his long distance real estate investing book. Um, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it will work. But just my first one I want near me. So maybe Pennsylvania, New Jersey, something like that. Um, anyone that's listening to this, you know, please shoot me an email if you got any great cities or towns or anything. Um, and then I guess, you know, between that, finding a place and then just, uh, you know, capital is my other issue right now. Uh, so I'm going to need some of those creative ideas. You know, I, I've really actually been looking into seller financing lately. If I can find a property that could do some seller financing, I feel like that's how I can actually probably get a house maybe this year, hopefully, you know? Yeah. So have you ever done a, a property with seller financing? Yeah. So I haven't done like a hundred percent seller financing, but I've got, uh, two properties with seller financing on them. One of them's a 10 unit and it was like 85% bank finance, 10% seller, and then 5% out of my okay. pocket. And it, Very cool. My best cash flowing property. So yeah, see, that's, that's, that's it. That's all I'm reading. I put the, uh, the keyword alerts on for like seller or owner financing on bigger pockets. Now, every time it pops up, I'm getting a, uh, you know, an email about it and I jump into the conversation. Just, I just, I want to learn all about it. Uh, I just kind of, you know, I'm listening to the podcast, bigger pockets and, and reading the forums and the blogs, et cetera, et cetera, for a year or two now. Um, but I don't know. This is the first time it actually clicked like, wait a second, seller financing, this, this could work. So now I'm like, really, it's all I'm trying to read about since last week. So it's, it's a good working on that. The best yeah. part about seller financing is that it's totally negotiable. So whatever you and the other party agree to is, is what works. There's no, no restrictions as creative as you want to get exactly and it can, you know, it, it, it can help everyone out i mean it, it helps me get my property it helps the seller he can make some money more than he would by putting you know all that money into a uh you know just a savings account or something like that you know you're making some interest on your money you know if you have it to spare so it could definitely work out for everybody uh just going to keep reading and researching that and i uh, i really think that's going to be my the way to my first property um so next, on top of all of this insanity, I was going for my master's degree throughout all of this. Brutal. That was probably <laughs> one of the worst ideas I ever had. <laughs> but um, I just completed it a few months ago, this past October. Um, I majored in criminal justice and received an advanced certificate in terrorism studies. Um, I chose terrorism, actually, because of 9-11. You know, it, it was so devastating. I mean, of course, the, the entire world felt it, but... Those of us right here in New York City, I, I mean, you know, I was young, 10 or 11 years old, but it was just so profound. And I was affected in a few ways. Um, my father is a captain for American Airlines, so it was even more horrifying for me. You know, American Airlines plane crashes, you know. So until I got to hear from him, thank God he was safe and sound. Um, and then my stepfather was an NYPD detective at the time. So he was off that day. He was upstate golfing. Uh, with all of his, you know, work buddies. And the second it happened, they all drove 100 miles an hour back home. They suited up and they just went in to save lives or, or do whatever they can. You know, we didn't see him for probably, I think, two months. Like, two months. I, I think it was like 12, 16, 18, 20 hours a day, whatever it was. I, I, we didn't even see him. So, you know, that's just what it was. It was digging for survivors, then remains, then coordinating the hundreds of funerals for all the first responders, and, you know, and, um, most first responders that work there, my stepfather included, have gotten weird types of cancer from inhaling everything down there. And, you know, thank God my, my stepfather survived his, but many didn't. And many are still getting sick to this day. You know, well, a lot of people don't, they don't realize that, but it's, it's scary. 
Yeah, that's people don't think about second and third order effects like that. So I was around, well, for one, like in Afghanistan, we we burned all our our trash um, and okay, like everything in a big pile, and it was, I mean, everything from human feces to your you know chemical crap and we like lit the fire with a flamethrower so it was super safe uh, but there's people stirring it and you know having to burn stuff but then there was also when i first got there a big supply maintenance unit like fire um where everything that was stored on base went up in smoke and that's like it's all documented in my medical record because they're like someday okay. you may have issues with this um and people don't think about that now there's studies coming out uh, and i didn't even think about that for yours but holy smokes yeah that that would have been a much larger scale than what I was exposed to because at least in the desert, there's a lot of open air for things to go. Um, man. Yeah. I can't imagine the effects that's having on people's lungs. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of uh, very sad stories and, you know, like I said, people still getting sick and dying to this day, you know, cops, firemen, just volunteers, everyone who was down there was just terrible. It's terrible. But, um, you know, 9-11, the, the whole terrorism thing that I went to for school, I, I, I think the main goal for, for many of us, you know, rather than in the past, it was always like, yeah, I, I want to lock up the worst of the worst bad guys and make my difference that way. I think now it's the main goal for a lot of people that join these, you know, military, police, again, firefighter, first responder, whatever. Um, one of the main goals is actually to probably ensure that 9-11 never happens again. You know, like that's, that's right up there, I would say. So that's why I, I went for this degree. Um, you know, I, I think I want to one day, I want to end up in like the joint terrorism task force where my day job is to literally like to hunt terrorists. I mean, I, I can't see a job that's better than that, you know? Um, and you got to love all the Facebook posts that fly around with people claiming terrorism and you're like, okay, by definition, that's not even remotely close to terrorism. Just because someone did something you don't like does not mean... I lose my mind because I'm like, we get all this training on terrorism and there's a very specific mm-hmm. definition and people post stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Have you ever even looked up the definition of terrorism? Like that's oh, not it. God. I could spend, if I, that's, I try not to even look at Facebook because I see some of these things and now I could spend my whole day just like fighting back and forth. I just can't do it. So I don't I just even unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> just get rid of it. Yeah. Same. I don't, I don't even, uh, I, I can't, but, um, another thing that with this whole thing is, one of my biggest regrets is that I never joined the military. I, I look back now, you know, at 27, I'm like, oh, I, I just, I wish at 18, I wish I would have went in and, you know, whether it was the Marines or the Air Force, because my father was, you know, a cap, he's a, a captain with the, the airplane. So I, I figured maybe the Air Force would have been something cool for me. I don't know. I just, I just wish I would have joined the military, you know? So thank you guys for your service. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, it, it's very, you know, it's, it's a crazy thing, crazy, very tough so very similar line of work in its own way and we like it's like parallels right the police law enforcement fire department like public service and service members it's all similar motives for joining similar crazy hours similar uh story and i i think it all kind of goes hand in hand but it's a good gig most of the time i don't know yeah it, it depends on your fit um I've actually looked at getting out and joining the law enforcement before. So it's, yeah. I think there's a draw for all three of those because all three of them are like the perfect place for an adrenaline junkie to have a career. Absolutely. <laughs> so now, so now you, you are, you're still active or you're, I am, sure? yes. no, you I'm are active. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Got two years left on this contract and we'll see what happens when I get towards the end of it. If I stay in, go reserves, get out. 
open open book. All right. Very cool. Well, at least you got the options. You know, it's life. It's what life's all about. Just having your options open. Exactly. But um, okay. So last out of everything I'm doing. Yeah. Last, but definitely not not least. I have to be a husband first and foremost. Um, I'm blessed with the best wife, you know, I could have ever asked for. She gets all of my insanity and craziness with this road to financial freedom. I mean, you know, where a lot of other guys, you come home from work and now it's downtime. You want to watch some TV shows with your wife, go out to dinner, hang out, etc. She knows that the minute I get home from work, I'm now jumping on my laptop and I'm getting right back to work, essentially. And, and she understands it. You know, she, she knows it's for an eventual, far better lifestyle that we're both aiming towards. Um, she's helping too. I mean, she works her butt off. She teaches in the daytime and she works at her father's pizza bar or restaurant at nighttime. Uh, by the way, you know, I have to plug that in. Uh, if you're ever in New Jersey or New York, cause it's very close. Um, come hang out, you know, we'll go, we'll go for dinner there. There's four locations. Um, for many Jersey people, there's one in Red Bank, Hoboken, Brick and Paramus. Uh, it's called Urban Coal House. It's the best wings. It's this big 800, 900 degree coal fired oven. It's great pizzas, awesome beers, always rotating list, cocktails, TVs everywhere. It's cool. I mean, I'm actually, I want to like start having like bigger pockets meetups there or something, you know? Yeah. So it'd be cool if you're ever in the area, you know, hit me up and uh, we'll go for a meal there. A couple of drinks. It's we'll funny because I was going to tell you that the next time and the next time that when I finally make it to New York, New York, um, that I'd have to hit you up and figure out where to go. So, uh, that absolutely. Works for me. I've actually, I almost, it's almost, it's kind of a funny story. I don't know if it's really funny. It's still probably not funny to me. Um, but I was in North Carolina training and I had a four day weekend and I was like, perfect. I haven't been to, I've been to Washington DC once. I'm going to go explore. And I was like, I'm going to do that on day one. And then on day two and three, I'm going to New York because I've always wanted to explore New York and I'm just going to get lost on my own and then I'll drive back. And uh, in DC, I spent the day driving around, walking around everywhere, whatever. And when I was done with the day, I caught a cab back to my hotel and somehow my phone came out of my pocket in the cab and I spent the next three hours trying to chase the cab down. Like I knew the taxi number, I had a receipt, whatever, but like nobody could get a hold of the guy. The phone wasn't there. Um, So it just sure like ended up on the black market who knows but apparently the world doesn't sell maps anymore so the only place i found a map was like a hundred dollar map of the u.s like the entire u.s every gas station i stopped in had nothing and so finally after like you know six hours it's late at night i'm pissed i was like you know what i guess new york's not happening i'll just turn around and drive south because i don't know you know i was like if i drive three or four more hours north i'm gonna i don't know where i'm going i don't want to risk that um, so yeah. still not, uh, one of these days, my brother was actually there this week, but one of these days I'll make it out there cause I've always wanted to visit. You know, it really is, it really is unlike anywhere else in just the, the sheer denseness and just craziness and busyness that really is going, I mean, you know, I try to go all over the place. I mean, I'm always in my, my father's side of the family is actually in Chicago. So I, I, you know, spend a decent amount of my time between New York, Chicago, you know, I try to hit up. A bunch of cities i just I, I love traveling and but there's just really nothing like the insanity that is new york you know it, it really is nuts and it's everywhere you look it's just buildings and, and, and this and then just crazy people it's just it really is a very cool place to be um it's definitely worth a couple of days of, of just checking a lot of people come here you know from smaller towns or whatever and they don't like it they hate it they that's like the the things that they hate about it that craziness and just never stopping and but you know Give it a try for yourself, and it, and it is it, it's awesome. It really is. Uh, where are you from originally? You're not from Hawaii your whole life, right? 
No, no, no. I uh, I was born in NorCal, but I grew up in Arkansas, oh, cool. so Midwest. Oh, very and cool, very cool. Much, much, much less of a city guy. Although I've you know I've been to Tokyo and some other large places, and I enjoyed it. I, I would never live there, but yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy it for a for a break. I guess not a break. Sure. But, you know. <laughs> Um, I'm dying to go to Tokyo. I want to go to Japan so bad. Tokyo is fun. Uh, Japan it itself is, they got some good culture. It's a good time. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so yeah. And uh, we'll hang out when you come here. And um, with my wife, just to add to the craziness that is our lives as well, just to show like, it's really never a dull moment around here. Uh, I don't know if you like Disney, but our wedding was actually featured on the Disney fairy tale weddings um, holiday oh, yeah. special TV show last year. <laughs> Was, that's pretty cool it was insane I mean, we were getting married in disney regardless because she's a disney fanatic her whole life she got me really into it and then three months before the wedding she saw that the show was accepting applicants for people getting married that october or november so we got married november 11th of 2017 so she applied she sent over a story about us and a bunch of pictures and you know that's what they wanted they actually called us back like a couple days after that so then we jumped on skype with them uh, they put us through to the director of the show. He loved us. The minute he got, he's like, you're in. We're like, what? Like what? We're, we're in, dude. We're on the show. It was, it was nuts. It was, it was a once in a lifetime experience. Uh, we had 200 of our family and friends down in Disney celebrating this craziness. That's cool. And, uh, it was nuts. And actually probably the best part, if not one of the best parts was that since it was a holiday special, uh, it had, you know, everything was so Christmassy and, for us last year, it was Christmas time from the minute they came to New York to start filming us, which was in September until after Christmas. So we had three months, three solid months of Christmas time last year. I, I love, I love Christmas time. Yeah, that's really cool. And it, it just, last year it never ended. My, my mother-in-law was yelling at us cause her birthday is in September and you know, we had to like decorate for Christmas and all that cause they were coming to start filming. She's like, I got to tell you, I, I never put up a Christmas tree on my birthday. You're nuts. But, you know, it was just, <laughs> it was so funny. But that once in a lifetime cool. experience, amazing. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's everything I'm doing. You know, police, yeah. real estate, inspiring real estate investing, uh, financial planning thing. Thank God the Masters is done. You know, newlywed. It's just, there's so much going on. There's so much to do. I, that's one thing I do like, though. Like, I literally never, I'm never bored because I, if I'm sitting around doing nothing, it's like, oh, good. I can work on this. I can work on that. So that's actually, that's not a bad uh, part to it. Um, I just had to order the, the AirPods, the, the Apple AirPods, because just, you know, whenever I'm doing something, I could always have these little, at least one of them. I could have one in my ear and I could have my Audible on. I could have my, you know, my podcast on. You know what I mean? Just constantly learning, constantly doing something. I just, I always have to be doing something. Like so. it. So for those of you listening, we did the, we did this show more to you showcase the the hustle and what you can be doing in your free time. People talk about not having time. The reality is that you need to find your why and figure it out because there's a way. So if, if Joe here can work a full-time job as a New York City police officer, arguably one of the most ridiculous schedules out there and probably most busy jobs you will find, as well as running, you know, couple different side hustles and becoming a real estate investor and still finding time to be, you know, a spouse and have time with his family, you can do it. And that's kind of where we, we showcase. We wanted to show that side because people always talk about like the, the success and the overnight success and this, that, and the other for podcasts. But the, the part people don't show is like 
the part that sucks when you're first starting out. Um, so we're showcasing, Hey, look, this is everything that's going on. And then we're going to do a part two or a part three or whatever and say like, Hey, look, this is where I made it. I'm now a overnight success. I hate that term. That's why I always air quote it. Um, cause people say it and I'm like, yeah, overnight because they finally got their book published after six years of work. And now you know, who yes. they are. <laughs> like, um, no, let me tell you something. It, it really is. Um, that is what I want to get across to people is that when you're in it, it's tough, man. It, it's like, there's just no light that you're just, the head is down, you're in the tunnel and you're just going and going and going. And it's just, it seems like, you know, this is just never ending. Like, and then you go on Instagram and you see this guy, he's selling his thing and this guy's famous for this and this guy. And it's like, you know, you get like pissed off reading about all these people because it's like, God, I'm working so hard. And it seems like everyone else got it going on but me. But everyone that is successful went through this stage. You got to do it. You got to grin it. You got to grin and bear it. It's just there's no other way. There's just no other way to go. So right now, this is my tough part. But you know what? You keep pushing at it. You keep, look, the time's going to pass anyway. You know, five years, one year, 10 years, it's going to pass anyway. If you're doing all these little things, these little steps and working and working and working, you, the way you'll come out in the end of it is, is eventually it's what you, you know, what you want. You'll, they say, you know, live a few years like no one else will so that you could live the rest of your life like no one else can. And I, I really do see that. You know, I finally got some light you know, coming through into my tunnel. I, I closed, we closed my first financial planning deal last week. So that was finally like, you know, a couple months of, of work and grinding at that. All right. I got a little reprieve, you know, I, we closed my, I closed my first deal. Good. I sold my first house. Uh, we closed on that maybe three or so weeks ago. That was nice too, because, you know, I, I got my license in like beginning to mid 2018 and I just grinded for a couple months and just nothing's going on, nothing's going on. And then I got the listing and I, I, I wouldn't, I didn't stop until I sold that listing and you know, I got a nice little commission check and it's just, it, it's nice. It's just, you know, there was a little bit of light. I finished at the sit right around the same time. I, I finished this, uh, the master's degree. So now that's off my plate. It's just like, you know, you just got to keep going, keep going. It's going to happen. And you know, this just, I'm trying to reach this message to those guys who are guys and girls who are like me, you're, you're in that stage where you, you know, you're in the going part. You just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Believe it or not, yep. just keep fighting and, and don't stop. Cause if you stop, then it's like you did all this and then you just got to go back to mediocrity anyway. It's like for what, you know? So just, just, just keep fighting, keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. It just happen. takes some time. So, uh, before we start to wrap things up here, want to sure. hear a little bit more about this blue wealth. Sure. So blue wealth, uh, got a cool logo. It's got a rhino in it. <laughs> um, check our Instagram out. It's at blue wealth PD. That's Peter David, you know, PD. Uh, actually it's like your, uh, it's your initials backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So at blue wealth PD, like, you know, right piece of art. so I'm honestly looking to, I'm looking to make this huge. I want an almost like a, like a bigger pockets esque forum eventually in a couple of years and that it's all encompassing and can be a community of people. Mostly, obviously, like I said, we're going for like first responders, police officers. Um, but you're coming together to discuss and learn about, you know, correctly setting yourselves up for the future. So, 
Um, I actually created a five-step educational series that you'll get once you subscribe to our emails. Um, so once per day, so you subscribe and then you get your welcome email. And then after that, once per day for five days, you'll get an email with some financial knowledge in it. Uh, anything from how the stock market works to good ways that a police officer with such a varying schedule can still make some money outside of the job. Um, yeah, it's designed to give you some information that you may not have known or expand your current knowledge on these subjects. And we just want you to sit down with us at the end, which is complimentary. And we want to make sure that you have the correct investments for you and that when it's time to retire, you know, six months later, I don't want you ending up working as a security guard in the hospital that you used to drop the perps off at for the last 20 years, you know? So it's like, I got to sit there and deal with it all over again. And, you know, for the next 20 years of your life, listen, yeah. if you want to do that, that's fine. You want a taste of the action again, whatever it may be, but I don't want you to have to do that to stay afloat. I mean, you know, everybody wants to be the grandma, grandpa, or whatever that can help their children and grandchildren succeed in life. I mean, you can, if you play your cards right, you can give your grandchild a house as an investment when they're born. Like, like Brandon from Bigger Pockets, he gave his daughter, you know, his daughter has a house. She's what, two years old. Yeah. And you teach them all about that as they grow up. Like, this is your investment. This is your house. This, you know, this isn't the stuff that you, you get in school. And, you know, then they'll be, they'll, they'll have a thousand times more of a chance of being successful themselves. And, you know, then they can pass it on. There's nothing more fulfilling than that. Um, another cool thing is we're actually looking for cops to join us from every department across the country and, and be a Blue Wealth, like, representative in their respective department in their cities and towns. So... You know, you can join our team. I mean, there's nothing better than making a little bit of money while legitimately helping people help generations of their family. So, um, you know, email us if that interests you. E you know, email us at contact at bluewealthpd.com. Um, you know, that could be cool. We're really trying to start something big here. I like it. And I like the name. It's catchy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. And then I guess just, just lastly, uh, I know, you know, that your question is always like, if you help, uh, you know, if someone young or whatever came up to you and uh, asked you for some general advice, you know, what would you tell them? So uh, I'll end it with that. Um, you know, it would be tough to consolidate so many things into just a few minutes and I'm only 27. I mean, I'm not that much older. I, I still, you know, I still need a lot of advice myself, but essentially it's just start now, you know, start learning about, in doing real estate investing, pour over bigger pockets until you can't physically read another word without your head exploding. And then do that again tomorrow, you know, start your retirement account, put money away, always, you know, start a whole life policy and, and let that cash value value build. Now, real quick, this is, this is especially important if you ask me, because you could touch that money. It, it's not like a 401k where you have to wait until you're 59 and a half and then you still have to be taxed on that, et cetera, et cetera. This is post-tax completely liquid and always growing at a very decent rate. Um, and it's safe. It, it's safe. You know, I, I only just found out about this at 27 years old, but if I knew about these whole life policy with cash value, if I knew about this when I was 18, 19 and started putting away back then, I'd have enough money right now to take out tax-free and I could put down payments on a few investment properties. I mean, it, it drives me nuts that I didn't know about this. I could literally, I have zero properties right now. I can go from zero to three with no sweat off my back. You know, it, it really, it's been driving me nuts that I didn't know, that I didn't know about this. And I feel like most people don't. Um, 
you know, you, you, you hear life insurance and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, life insurance. I don't have a family right now. I'm not old. I'm not going to die, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't need it. Life insurance you can use while you're alive. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. A lot of people don't know. It has to be, you know, it has to be the right policy. Um, but if you set yourself up with the right one, the life insurance is another investment vehicle for you to supplement your 401k and, and your houses and your this and whatever you got going on. This is always another good one to have. And I'm not talking about this just to solicit business because, yes, I, I do. I have my life insurance license. This is what I'm trying to help people with. But go get it on your own. Whatever you, get, whatever you want, don't, you know, just research it. Research it. Go talk to someone. You can always shoot me an email. We'll talk about it. It's so it's such a good investment to me. I, I really, I, I love the thought of it. You know, you're literally putting money away into this. That's, that's gaining like mine, for instance, my, my life insurance policy is six and a half percent interest. I'm getting on my money. I mean, where are you going to get six and a half percent interest safely with literally no risk? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely think that that's something that people should, uh, should look into and start. If I would have started this, like I said, when I was 18, I can get those investment properties now. So just look into it, you know, on top of everything else. That's another thing. And, um, you know, listen, don't wait to get any of your investments, you know, get your investments and wait, right? That's what they say and keep adding to them. But, um, listen, that's my advice to someone younger than me. It's just learn, never stop learning and work. You know, don't use your four years in college as an excuse not to work. I was uh, a salesman full time at a, a Lexus dealership in Brooklyn. I was making, I was 20, 21 years old. I was making like 50, 60, $70,000 a year as a, as a college student. And I did a lot with that money. You know, I was able to save it and, and, and get some things that I, it, it was, you know, don't use college as, Oh, this is, you know, four years to just mess around. No, it's, you know, you're putting yourself at a big disadvantage. Have fun, have plenty of fun, but just work, save, learn, and just start. Because listen, 10 years from now, which goes in the blink of an eye, you know, you'll be saying, you know, wow, I should have started this 10 years ago. And so, so start now. And then you don't have to say that in 10 years, you know, you'll be too busy on your eighth vacation of the year. <laughs> if you start now, you know, so that's, that's, that's my thing. Just start now. Yeah. Take action. It's a big one. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, Joe, I really appreciate you uh, coming on here and talking for this uh, part one. And I look forward to touching base here in a few months, a year, whatever, and uh, seeing exactly Absolutely. where everything went with this and watching it grow. Absolutely. And I like that. That's accountability. So now I have to, uh, I have to keep working. True. Because yeah, we got another really podcast coming. Two. If the part two is me talking and saying, I don't know what happened to Joe. He, I can't get a hold of him. I guess he failed. <laughs> then I'm doing a part two. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. We'll stay in touch for sure. And I'll all right, brother. Thank you. Then beer when I come out there. Absolutely. We'll go out. We'll have a good time. I'll show you New York. Sounds good. Have a great day. You too, brother. Thank you.